This show has explicit language and mature themes. John, Jonathan, you play that lick for us. <laughs> Welcome to Dexplanations. I'm Dexter Sorensen. I looked some stuff up on Wikipedia, and I'm going to explain it to my friend David Gerondale. Hi, David. Hey. 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 2020. That's true. Yeah. Fucking two lot, two lot. It's this year. Yep. This year will have perfect vision. Mm. Though some people have better than 2020 times. vision, so... Oh, no, no, no. is not really perfect, no, yeah, huh? actually, It's just yeah. average. From vision, it's average, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what's so funny Some about that. Average. It's like people that talk joke. about it like it's, like, it's, like, hindsight's twenty twenty. So you're saying hindsight's, like, <laughs> pretty average. an average understanding of things? <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are we going to be learning about in the uh, first episode of the new decade? This well, is the second decade... We've been on the air. It's fucking crazy. And actually, if you count from now, how many, like, literal, in which years we've been around, we've been around for three years. Right, because right. We, we haven't were... been around for three whole years, <laughs> but we've been, we uh, we've have been existed in three calendar years. Podcasting. Yeah. We've been <laughs> podcasting for three calendar in three, three calendar, calendar years. years. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, actually, what are we going to learn about? Actually, uh, before I tell you about what we're going to learn about, uh -huh. um, Monet actually, when listening to Jonathan edit the last episode, um, brought up how I was talking about Sawbones, the podcast that gave a lot about hiccuping. Yeah. Um, they gave me a lot of <laughs> information about hiccuping. I kept saying that James McAvoy was the podcast host. Yeah, I remember that being <laughs> a strange coincidence. <laughs> I didn't say anything. Yeah, well, that's not. That's because it's not true at all. Huh. James McAvoy is an actor. That's true. Justin, I like him. Justin McElroy. And wow! His you got <laughs> neither name. One of the names was close. One of them was not. Just had the same fucking first letter. Exactly. Holy cow, dude. So, Justin McElroy and his wife, Sydney McElroy, write and create the show. Justin McElroy is actually part of My Brother, My Brother, and Me, and not James McAvoy. <laughs> wow. Wow, indeed. Okay. Glad we cleared that one up. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we got ahead of the curve. Thank on you, that. Justin and <laughs> Sydney. Thank you, Justin and Sydney, for all the work you do on Sawbones. <laughs> and thank you, James McAvoy, for your acting work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So this week, are you going to ask me or not? I asked you twice. <laughs> what are we going to learn about Dexter today? <laughs> We're going to do last words or the last thing people said before they died. Or like have been reported to say. This is actually an episode we've done before. 
I don't know if you remember. It was like way back in 2018. I remember it, yeah. Yeah. Wait, was it in 2018? It was in 20... Well, I figure it was in 2018 because we referenced duels in it. But I went back and I changed some a lot of shit. So it's not the same episode, but we didn't release it. I think I probably didn't like it. We didn't release last week. We words? never released it. Oh. Yeah. Um well, I'll be... Interesting, right. yeah. Um, but I did change a little bit. I made it better. Actually, those scripts were really fucking bad. <laughs> Um, so yeah, also because I'm doing it in chronological order, it's almost like a time, I think of it as almost like a timeline of dead people. Okay. Yeah. And I think like people's last words are like super fascinating. Do you think so? Yeah. Especially like, well, sometimes at least what I, sometimes they're kind of dumb and boring. I don't curated list. What I think is that it is kind of fascinating that anyone ever says anything coherent, even if it's meaningless. Right? Aren't you usually pretty because, like, up? well, and also from what I understand, isn't there a release of um, a decent amount of something analogous Shit. to dimethyltryptamine when uh, you when you like. Uh, die. Some sort of dope. You say shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. That's after you die. I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, I believe like um, at about the point of death, a, a large amount of dimethyltryptamine is released into the brain, or something analogous to it in neurotransmitting terms. How? Oh, so they just like had brain scans on people who were dying, or like that's reported from them. Like while they're dying, like you know, I'm not sure. I've heard it um, a number of times from sources I assumed were reputable. CAT scans or something. Um, actually, that'll be an episode sometime. Different types of scans. Okay. I usually, don't let you in on episodes, but I'd like to Someday. actually know the true differences between like a PET scan and CAT scan, shit like that. All right. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. Um. But yeah, yeah, anyway. <laughs> Anyhow. So, like, I think they're interesting. And whether they're poignant, humorous, or sweet is just kind of a fun thing to look into. And a lot of them are, a lot of them actually kind of reveal a little bit about their character, but mostly they're famous people. So we already kind of know their character. So it kind of just like hammers it home a little bit. Right. <laughs> um, so but we're going to. That's what I mean. That's what's so interesting to me. Is that any amount of character comes out in your final moments? No, no, no. Your your character was your life. It wasn't your final moment. It wasn't your final thing you said. Usually. No, 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 no. Not that your character comes out of that, but that anyone's character comes out in those final moments. Oh, you don't think so? No, I'm saying you don't th I think it's interesting <laughs> that it does. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I said it's interesting because, like, like I was saying with the dimethyltryptamine, you are not necessarily completely lucid in your literal final moments. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and that's why it's interesting that any semblance of personality comes, comes about, through. Because you're just high as fuck. Yeah. But if you've ever seen me when I'm drunk, <laughs> I don't know if you have. Uh <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. I can't, I can't remember. I've seen you drunk. Anyway. Yeah, you become more emotional and willing to talk. Yeah, that's true. And it's a suppressant. Yeah. Yeah. 
and you're basically just on drugs. Yeah. So yeah, dr- I can see why that would happen. Anyway, let's start with antiquity. And oh, you were just talking back. Yeah, you were just talking about Alexander the Great earlier. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um actually here's what I want to do kind of. I'm going to when I start mentioning a person, um I want you to give me like a short quip interesting thing about him if you got one. Oh, okay. I'll do my best. <laughs> All right, yeah, Alexander the Great. Uh, he always held his head slightly cockeyed, and a lot of people found it very charming. Yeah, I heard that. Like he kind of had his neck up. His he- chin was always his chin was always raised, and his head was always tilted slightly to one side. Okay. I can't remember which it was, his left or his right. But I it bet was- you he was dominant in the eye. Oh yeah, that wouldn't surprise me one bit because I imagine it started as a natural thing. Yeah, you don't you don't just intentionally hold your head exactly. to one side all the time consciously. Yeah. That would be nuts. Um, so Alexander the Great, um, someone asked him to who his empire should go. Uh huh. And he said to the strongest. Yep. Yep. Uh, Julius Caesar. Um, Tidbit time. I mean, he committed genocide in France, mm-hmm. modern day France. So there's that. There is that. Um, but yeah, he was killed by Brute, mm-hmm. right? Et tu Brute. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but those are some of the most famous last words of all time. Exactly. Assuming they're correct. It, assuming which they're the correct. Really. Um, a lot of people have different accounts of his death, but the most accurate one probably comes from his biographer, Gaius Sautonius Tranquillus. He had access to the Imperial Archives okay. as a biographer. And he actually talked to people who saw the shit go down. I see. So he probably said, you too, my child. It's uh, not a, instead of et tu brute. Okay. Name dropping him. I wonder what child is in Latin. Uh, shoot. Yeah. Because it would still be et tu. Yeah. Et tu. But et tu. I don't know. Spanish nino. Yeah, but that's not children. I, know. I don't so. know. For, yeah, for I know. I was all. thinking the same thing though. Etu nino, etu nina. <laughs> anyway, let's go <laughs> to Cleo, boy, let's brood, go to Cleopatra. Brood. Sure. Um, she said, "So here it is." And the popular belief is that she let herself get killed by asps. Right. Um, but that's like somewhat contentious. <laughs> contentious. <laughs> Just like your pronunciation of that word. <laughs> right? <laughs> Fuck. And I don't know who he is, but Dio said she injected the ven- venom. Okay. She said she used it with like a... Uh, or he. She or he. Dio. Said that she used like a cheese grater dipped in poison. Oh. Interesting. Um, but they didn't find a venomous snake with her body, but she did have puncture wounds on her arm. Oh. Apparently. Okay. It's kind of crazy that they know that much shit about... Like, specifically Cleopatra's death. Yeah. And how they found her and shit. Oh, short thing about Cleopatra. Sorry, I was supposed to Oh, she to do died this in first. 30 BC. She oh, died yeah. in 30 BC? You were supposed to do that. Interesting. Um, <laughs> quick thing about her. She was not Egyptian. She was Greek. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus. What do, you know, what do you know about that guy? Um, His name's Joshua. At least according to the Bible. Okay. So, Wikipedia says, Jesus was a first century Jewish preacher and religious leader who founded Christianity. 
And I eh, did he? <laughs> right? No. I don't know if a prophet or a messiah necessarily founds the religion because he didn't no. like. He didn't write. He's it. not the one who was like, "These are my disciples <laughs> who's read who's like teachings you should follow." And here's the ones who are oh, batshit yeah. insane and don't listen to what they were saying. Other people did that. So did he really found the religion? Okay, so who's uh? He just said a bunch of cool shit, and people were like, "Oh Hubbard's, man, you're cool as who's fuck." Around Hubbard's deity. Oh, Lord Zenu. Yeah, did Lord Zenu actually found? Scientology. Yeah, exactly. Did Lord Zenu found Scientology? Or did L. Ron Hubbard make that shit up one afternoon when he was feeling like he was not very rich? It probably wasn't one afternoon. That motherfucker was prolific. He wrote a lot. Almost, like, um, so he wrote for publications that um, paid by the word. It was Mm. usually penny for word. Um, I this too, yeah. And... He was very, very prolific, and almost none of his work is regarded as remotely readable. <laughs> um, no one, no one, no yeah. one references him as a important contribution to science fiction oh, no. in any regard. No way. He wrote utter trash, just like smutty garbage. A ton of it. A lot of it. Yeah, he just kept, kept writing. Like more than pretty much anyone else <laughs> ever. Ever. <laughs> He might be one of the most prolific writers of all time. Oh, yeah. You say prolific and you think, like, good and prolific. Yeah. Nope. Just he wrote a lot. He didn't care about putting his name on total garbage. Mm -hmm. Didn't care one bit. He was all about the Benjis. Benjis. Which is money. So do we say what Jesus' last words were yet? Or did you know it? I don't. He said, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. That makes sense. Apparently. That's pretty confident too. Like yeah. it, you know. And he died because he was crucified. Yeah, to death. To death by the Romans. Um, when you uh, like, that's what's crazy about the crucifix, is that that translates roughly to torture. Oh, absolutely. So when you wear a crucifix, I mean, you're remembering the torturing of Christ. So it's not out of place. But oh. like, it's just funny how ubiquitous crosses are, and what a dark fucking symbol they are somebody somebody who becomes a prophet nowadays or the next jesus <laughs> do you think the symbol would be a face under a waterboard mask oh god or an electric chair would or it just an be electric an, like, chair, like a little electric like chair a little pendant? electric chair pendant <laughs> oh no a needle uh i don't know if i want you to explain that one lethal injection okay okay Thank you. Yeah, I was like, "What are you talking?" Because we're talking about s- torture, so I was like, mm, "We don't need to learn about sounding." Oh! Anyway, no, stop. Okay, let's move on. Um, we we still got a lot to go. Um, Muhammad, who died on June eighth, sixteen thirty-two. We're skipping ahead like seven hundred years. Okay. Yeah, we are. Six hundred. Six hundred. Six three two. Yeah. Sorry, we're skipping ahead six hundred years. Might yeah, be. I suck at history. <laughs> Math. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's Jesus we just talked about. Anyhow, and that's what our calendar is based on. Yeah, no, no, I totally got it. <laughs> Muhammad, according to Wikipedia, was an Arabian preacher and statesman who founded Islam. Do you have another fact about... Oh, um, let's see. He married an older woman who had money. He was a gold digger. Wait, really? 
Uh, kind of, yeah. I mean, he he did marry old. He's not. I I don't want to. <laughs> the gold digger part was a joke, but he did marry an older woman who had much more wealth than he did. All right, give me another. We don't want to end on that note. Give you another fact about Muhammad. Uh-huh. I I got another fact. Okay. Okay. Uh, who he had to flee to Medina. That's why that's the second holiest city in Islam after Mecca, because he his flight to Medina. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was from Mecca, and oh, I then see. he started like telling people about like what was going on uh, with his prophecies and stuff, and uh, then and also he's a real verified person. Yes, he is. Yes, that's a that's the thing. That's something like, he's got I on Jesus. About, yeah, that's something he's definitely got on Jesus. Yep, and Moses. Shit. Like those guys only have one work written about them. <laughs> I never thought I'd shit on Jesus. So hard in this show. Anyway, uh, Genghis Khan. Um, he fathered more of the human population today than any Probably other one individual else ever. Yeah. Um, he died in twelve twenty seven. Or he, sorry, he didn't father, but like rather, he is the direct male descendant of um, more of. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He didn't father anyone alive today. Uh, just to be clear on that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he, he, he is the direct ancestor. He's not very many people, I don't think. Very, very few, I would it's imagine, unlikely. have been alive that long. Yeah, they've had to live since 1227. But when he died, <laughs> my dad, he said, Let not my end disarm you, and on no account weep or keen for me, lest the enemy be warned of my death. Damn. It's pretty badass, right? Yeah, he was basically just like still thinking about the empire he'd created. Yeah. Marco Polo said in 1324, I have not told half of what I saw. Oh, yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah. Um, so I mean, about... as a human, how could you? Yeah. Like, especially with a person who. Like, oh, yeah. And you're talking about a time me. still when 99% of people never left a mile from where they were born. Mm. Um, you were born at home, you worked at home, and you died at home. That was like the life of 99% yeah. of people back then. And he traveled the fucking world, essentially. How could Met you Kublai Khan lived in his court. Yeah, that's crazy. That he was show, a member of his court. Like, that's insane, dude. That show was good, too. Met Catholics. <laughs> <laughs> um, met Catholics who had been um a part of a catholic monastery in china for decades and decades before he'd ever arrived that's so crazy like there were yeah there were actually catholics living in china at that time um white catholics that's what i was talking about earlier uh like off off the podcast about like how interesting it would be to have an interactive map of the globe <laughs> that uh like kind of just showed like pockets of cultures as they probably existed oh sure no that yeah <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that'd be like so cool. And seeing those tiny like little that. religious enclaves would be yeah. really fun. Just to like know the that there was an exchange between that... those worlds. Yeah, and like the difference that culture actually makes on people is significant. Oh, very significant. I mean, like those. I imagine that over time and with generations, those Catholic monks and missionaries who had gone to China were probably utterly changed eventually yeah. or maybe who knows maybe they became really hardened and super doctrinal to yeah. to look inward and avoid influence from the outside maybe they re acted reversely 
Yeah, I have no idea. But it would be interesting to find it would, out. It would be super interesting. Uh, Joan of Arc, when she was burned at the stake, said, hold the cross high so I may see it in the flames. Hmm. Um, an interesting fact about her is that there is some evidence that she was a lesbian. Um, really? So, for instance, even at the end when she was being put on trial by the Inquisition, um, one of her main demands was that they provide a, a woman um, for her to sleep with in her jail cell, which huh. isn't obviously like that could just be for comfort. Yeah. Uh, but it circumstantial, because, it's circumstantial because, with other evidence that she was probably. Or like also like if you just want some human comfort and they're not going to give you a man. Yeah. Or but if I you mean, don't maybe, want the I comfort, don't know the if, other if you don't trust evidence. the comfort of any of the men they would give you, like who are they going to give exactly. you? Exactly. So That's fucking, a good point too. But I'm not sure I would trust the comfort of anyone they gave me really. Like, but you know, like, but they didn't give her that'd anyone, be really so it doesn't interesting. matter. But that's from a first hand. I remember in one of my one of my history professors was really, really into giving us first hand or, or first source accounts. Mm. And that was literally we got to read her letter to um her captors, the Inquisition. Oh really? Um demanding or God, asking I'm requesting these things. That's cool. You could read Joan of Arc's letter, letter to yep. her captors. Yep. It was really cool. Huh. That history class opened my eyes. Um, then Leonardo da Vinci. Uh, sorry, Joan of Arc was May 30th, 1931. And Leonardo... Wait, wait, wait. 1931? Fuck, 1331. Yeah, that sounds about right, because yeah. it was during the Hundred Years' War. <laughs> I actually have on my notes 1931. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get for reading your notes. <laughs> okay. Instead of referencing them. Um, but no, I actually just like I only write down the facts. I mostly re- reference them. Just the facts. <laughs> like 1931. <laughs> <laughs> but I read it like a bunch of times and I didn't even notice that. <laughs> anyway, she's burned at the stake. <laughs> she said Hold the cross high so I may see it through the flames. Yeah. Then Leonardo da Vinci, <laughs> he died in 1519. 1519. Oh, yeah, 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 sure. That makes sense because he lived during primarily during the latter half of the crazy because I don't the know why. 1400s. I just always thought that Joan of Arc was after Leonardo da Vinci. Oh, no. Yeah, I knew that she was a big part of the Hundred Years' War and that he was... Um, he was in the latter part of the Renaissance. Yeah. Um, but he said he's I, the old, he's the most recent of all of the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yeah. I was seeing a, a John Mulaney comedy special recently. Yeah. The one with the kids. No, not that one. Oh, okay. Um, sack box or sack, sack lunchbox. No, actually oh, I watched that one too, but I saw Donald Glover talk about like how, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is just like a weird fucking thing. It's bizarre. <laughs> it's like it's super weird, dude. It's like there's uh he was talking about like how there's a group of teenage humanoid turtles and their dad is a rat and they're named after Renaissance artists. Artists. 
and they just like fight a slasher. Like this, they just yeah. fight this dude who like likes to cut people. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just so fucking bizarre, and they yeah. live in a sewer. Yeah, in Chicago. <laughs> no, I don't get Wait, it. Wait, I think it's Chicago. Uh, is it New York? I think it's New York. Oh, okay, it probably is. That makes more sense. It makes a lot more. Why would you set a superhero in Chicago? Yeah. Well. Also, I think I imagine I'm the joking. Sewers. There are there are there are superheroes. What's Peter Parker grew up in Chicago? Oh, really? Yeah, he did, and then he moved to New Jonathan's York. Jonathan's shaking his head. Peter, you're telling me, Jonathan, that Peter Parker didn't grow up in Chicago, and then moved to New York. All right, if you know the answer, write to us because these guys are gonna bet a dollar on it right now. Bet a dollar. Do it. If you believe in yourself, bet a dollar. They're going to shake. I'm basing this on the movie that came out in the early 2000s. Well, you guys will work it out between yourselves. So I don't, I'm don't. i not going to trust that. All right. Sure. Jonathan's more. That movie might not be. Yeah, it does. In that movie, he's raised in Chicago and then moves to New York City. And so do <laughs> uh, the Green I, Hush, hush. I don't need your explanations right now. I just need a bet or no bet. And if you don't believe Are in we yourself, betting that that's what happens in that movie? Okay. Then I'm not betting. Because <laughs> I didn't read any of those comic books. I all don't right, read superhero all right, comic all right, books. All right. In any case, then, <laughs> let's move on. I feel like I arbitrated that as well as it could possibly go. Uh, Isaac Newton, 1726, when he died... He said, I don't know what I may seem to the world, but as to myself, I seem to have been only like a boy playing on the seashore and diverting myself now and then in finding a smoother pebble or a prettier shell than the ordinary. Whilst the great ocean of truth lay all discovered before me. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was wrong. He was wrong. <laughs> like, he was the most... Yeah, that's really wrong. But that was a common sentiment in his time that like most, like 99% of what needed to be discovered about the universe had already been. When really they just like actually weren't capable of understanding how little they knew because they knew so little. Oh, no, that's what he was saying about other people. Other people thought him to have discovered so much and known so much. But the whole point of the quote is that he realizes that there's so much he doesn't know yeah but i thought he said he said i seem to have been only like a boy playing on the seashore and diverting myself now and then and finding a smoother pebble or a prettier shell than the ordinary whilst the great ocean of truth lay all undiscovered before me Oh, I'm so sorry. I, I misheard you. I thought you said lay discovered before me. Undiscovered. I may have even said that. Um, okay. I, I see then. So, no, then he was, he was, he was a true at, genius in his a true time genius because he understood time. how little he knew. Exactly. And most of his peers believed that almost all that was to be discovered had been. Yeah. And we talked um, about that recently. So, yeah. Bravo. Um, he was an incredibly unusual individual. Um, he was very religious, and he one time took a what he called a bobbin, okay, um, and stuck it in his words betwixt the orb of the eye and the bone 
the bony shell. Oh, right. Um, yeah, in and his orbit. twisted it around. Between his eye and his eyebrow. To see what, what might happen. So he stuck it underneath his eyelid and up over his, uh, his eyeball. And then, but between the eye socket and the eyeball. Yeah. And rolled it around and twisted it to see what, if anything, occurred by this Between his action. perception or, like, type of injury. Yeah. And so, uh, thankfully, no permanent injury was suffered. And a bobbin would have been, like, a sewing needle to him. I like that, too, because that's just, like, kind of the antithesis of a modern person's understanding of how a human and health works. Yeah. And many people would describe him as as maybe in some aspects, not being in health. Apparently he would routinely wake in the morning only to sit on the edge of the bed, not getting up for two to three hours before doing anything in the day. (laughs) And when asked about this, it was reported that the sudden rush of ideas and notions that came to his head paralyzed him, essentially. Like, not literally, not literally, but, like, he wouldn't, he just wouldn't think uh, to do anything other than process the thoughts. He wouldn't think to do anything other than think for hours before he had finally satisfied himself and got up out of bed and began his day. Uh, honestly, to me, that sounds like it could be on one hand somewhat true. And then on the other hand, it could just be a fucking genius explaining how he sleeps in till noon. Oh, like, but uh, apparently from the source I got it from, which was Bill Bryson's history, short history of nearly everything. He said that his servants reported that he would rise in the morning from his bed only to stay seated at the edge of it for hours sometimes. Oh, seated at the edge of it. Yeah, so he so would, like he wasn't he would just like laying get up, down like I up. do after I get up. No, he from would bed. sit without any backrest for hours thinking. Interesting. At the edge of his bed. That's fucking weird. On the precipice of getting up to All begin right. his day. Next one we got is Voltaire. And he died on May 30th, 1778. Uh, Voltaire, philosopher, um, yeah. didn't write Voltaire's Bastards. Um, <laughs> what can you say? Uh, uh, I don't know. The Christian church didn't think that he was very good. No, that's true. Um, so <laughs> He was also kind of like super fucking pompous and arrogant as, a, yeah. as far as philosophers go. And I think a lot of people get turned off by philosophy um, from the French philosophers and he's a big part of the reason for it. Probably, yeah. Yeah, he's super fucking arrogant and pompous, and uh, his entire philosophy comes from his limited worldview. I do like his last quote, his last words, though. His last words, because he was asked by a priest to renounce his death, and he said, now is not the time for making new enemies. (laughs) That's pretty fucking awesome, actually. Um, that's, it seems like you kind of have to be like a little bit of a pompous prick to <laughs> yeah. maintain that much of your, like, hmm, of your wit Fuck you when and you're wit. dying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really like that one. Um, Marie Antoinette, she died on October 16th, 1793. And when she was going out to be executed, she stepped on her executioner's foot. And said, pardon me, sir, I did not do it on purpose. Yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah. 
if that's which at is, all true, that's if that is all at all that's true. Fairly it's, humbling of her it kind previous of, character, huh? It kind of changes like just that one quote kind of changes the real story about her kind of well yeah first off we need to know that the biggest quote attributed to her she never said let them eat cake. yeah she never said that that's what i mean but with that one being real and yeah and what it does i think is it is it shows you what was actually happening like rulers are just as much human as the poorest peasants yeah. right like just because somebody's a victim doesn't make them more human and just because somebody's a perpetrator doesn't necessarily make them less human necessarily now i would say that there are some perpetrators of some crimes that i would call less human because yeah. a human to me is not about your dna yeah it's um, about your character to a degree it is about yeah yeah what it you think of other humans and so I think what you really see is that uh, uh, a helpless, defenseless human was being murdered. Yeah. And had she, was she, was she guilty of having plenty when most had very little? Yeah. yeah. Was she responsible for that condition in France? No. She had no. no power over the, those types of affairs. And to be honest, neither did the king. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And at the very end, she was a good person. And so that kind of... Anyway. She was polite, for sure, yeah. So she died in 1793. And then George Washington died in 1799. What do you know? Oh, wow. What do you know about George Washington? Um, Isn't that weird? The yeah closeness of it. Yeah, it just it is is uh, I don't. I mean, I I understand that the French Revolution took place shortly after the American Revolution in terms of history. Yeah. Um, not in terms of lifespans necessarily, but yeah, I mean, you know, Napoleon. You're thinking of like the 1800s and stuff like that, and so. The, the French Revolution just, like, went on for so long and had so many different sections to it. Yeah. But um, uh, George Washington, well, I mean, he told lies. Um, <laughs> I think he, he did have wood te wooden teeth. Um, did he chop that tree down or not? Yeah, probably not. What, why would you just arbitrarily <laughs> chop down a cherry tree? Yeah, it just exactly. doesn't make any fucking sense at all. Um and, like, what is that story supposed to prove What's anyway? It supposed to mean? Like, he doesn't lie, but he just commits arbitrary vandalism? <laughs> this is the man we want to elect? This is the, the pride of our nation? A guy who just goes around fucking shit up for no reason? But, like, hey, hey, he doesn't hey, lie about it. He doesn't lie about what it. What a fellow. When he does fuck shit up for no reason, voter, <laughs> <laughs> he is... Keen to admit it. Um, but you know, some people like to like to point out that he didn't win the unanimous vote. And come on, of course we all fucking know that's revisionist yeah. history. He didn't win the unanimous unanimous vote. But you know what? As far as people who had no political credentials, uh, and whose only leadership was military, he did. I mean, he didn't fuck shit up. No, and he led the country through a transitionary period that was probably pretty fucking difficult. Yeah. And so I give props to the guy. Right. 
Then we have Jane Austen in July 18th, 1817. 1817? 1817. Wow. She asked she was asked by her sister if she wanted anything. And Jane Austen, author of Pride and Prejudice, said, I want nothing but death. Oh wow. Yeah. She was um fairly depressed, as I understand. Mm. If you read her stuff. I believe she didn't she attempt suicide a number of times? I think you're right. Or at least could be. Um, play around with attempting suicide. Maybe I'm basing too much of my knowledge on her from uh, the <laughs> hours. Yeah, I'm not sure, actually. But the next one I want to talk about is actually really fun because it's kind of a pair. And it is Thomas Jefferson and John Adams. They had a okay. little bit of rivalry. One was the second president, one was the third. Yeah. Um, so Thomas Jefferson died on the 4th of July, 1826. And he said, is it the fourth? Those were his last words. Yeah. Damn. That was pretty cool. And, and he was just like, all right, I'm, I'm out. I'm That's out. the only thing I was waiting for. Yeah. And John Adams died later that same day. And cause they were such rivals. He said, Thomas Jefferson still survives. That was his oh last my goodness, words. because he thought, holy shit, His last dude. words was, Thomas Jefferson still survives, but Thomas Jefferson died. Died earlier that earlier day. Earlier that day. Yeah, uh, John Adams was a pretty petty dude, from what I understand. Yeah. His presidency was kind of marred by the fact that he was so petty, yeah. um, because he came out with the Alien Seditions Act, uh, which was essentially basically just like trying to make it... Um, illegal to publish anything that he considered defamatory about the executive yeah yep um then there was john sedgwick who is a union general he died on may 9th 1864 and uh he's he's like talking to his troops he's like why are you dodging like this they can hit an elephant at this distance (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then he got it shot, yeah, apparently. He got shot in the head by a Confederate sharpshooter. Ooh. They couldn't hit an elephant, but they could hit him. That one's one of the funny, kind of ironic ones. Yeah, that is... Even though he was on the right side. I mean, that's... I am, uh, uh, well, I wouldn't go so far as to say he was on the right side. I mean, I understand me. what you mean, like him oh, being yeah, a Union yeah, soldier. Yeah. I don't all. know nothing else about him. He could have been as racist as fuck. Well, and also, I just mean that, like, the Union treated the South like a fucking foreign country and burned it to the ground, and then Reconstruction never got off the ground. So, like, saying he's on the right side is acquitting him of a lot of what has happened to the South since yeah. the Union destroyed it. Okay, I feel that. Uh, then we have Davis Tut. Do you remember him from the Duels episode? Yeah, vaguely. Yeah, so we talked about him on that episode, and him and Wild Bill Hickok had been like going into some turmoil and had some bad blood. Okay. And uh, that's because they had some beefs over women. But then they had this whole gambling feud going on where uh, Wild Bill said that he wouldn't gamble with Tut. And then Tut like gave two hundred bucks to 
or over 200 bucks to people to bankroll against Wild Bill. And then he won the money. And then <laughs> Tut was like, hey, you owe me money for this other shit. And Wild Bill paid him that 40 bucks. And then he's like, but you still owe me 35. And then Wild Bill's like, nah, I actually only still owe you 25. And then <laughs> Tut <laughs> stole his pocket watch off the table. And then, <laughs> and then, uh, while Bill's like, he better not come around here wearing that watch, lest dead man can walk. And, uh, <laughs> he did just that. And so during their duel day, the next day after that, Tut reached for his weapon and they both shot the same time. And Tut missed, but Wild Bill hit him in the ribs. And Tut yelled out, boys, I'm killed. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah. You remember you saying that that would be the last thing you say? Boys, I'm killed? Yeah. <laughs> that, I I hope so. I just I hope, hope so I have too. Like, I want that. the frame of mind to say something interesting. <laughs> so yeah. it's just like, ah, 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 Charles Darwin died after that on April 19th, 1882. And he said, I'm not the least afraid to die. Oh, wow. Yeah. Does it mean he's not in the least afraid to die, or that yeah. other people are less afraid to die than him? <laughs> Honestly, I didn't think about that, but that could go either way. That's great. There's no comma there either. Billy the Kid died on July 14th, 1881. He's 21 years old. Dang. Yeah. He was a kid. Yeah. His last words were, Quien es? Quien es? And that's because after he killed a guy in the Arizona territory, he fled to the New Mexico territory. And there was like this whole shit going on. He got involved with cattle rustlers. And then this sheriff called Pat Garrett started following him around. And he ended up cashing Billy the Kid in April. And he was he was convicted and sentenced to be hanged. Um but he escaped and, like, stayed around for about two months. But he was tracked to Fort Sumner. And Garrett was interviewing Billy's friend, Pete Maxwell, for several hours. And around midnight, the two were sitting in Maxwell's room. And <laughs> Billy unexpectedly entered the room where Pat Garrett was. Right, is interviewing, interviewing Maxwell. Yeah, and he couldn't make out Garrett in the dark room, but recognized something that was odd. And so he drew his gun and asked, Kian S, Kian S. But Garrett, the sheriff, recognized his voice and shot twice at him. Uh. The first bullet hit right above his heart, and that killed him. Holy crap. But like Wikipedia says, and my brother believes, that over time, legends grew that he wasn't killed. And he just, like, escaped to Mexico. Like, my brother, yeah, said that he believes that Billy the Kid got away. Which? Of your brothers? Stone. Okay. Um, so I think it's kind of like an 1800s Tupac in Cuba situation. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah kinda, basically. <laughs> you know? Things don't like change. People get popular enough that you don't, you just don't want them to die so much that you're like, nah, they just left. Yep. Like Elvis. Elvis, or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Karl Marx died after Billy the Kid in 1883. All right. And a housekeeper asked him about his last words, and he said, Go on, get out. 
Last words are for fools who haven't said enough. Yeah. And he said plenty for sure. I mean, yeah, he, was exactly. a, he was a man who had housekeepers and was preaching about communism. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he had, a, yeah, fucking, he had no- a fucking manifesto. Yeah, it should be known about him that, like, yeah, he lived in comfortable wealth um, his whole life yeah. and mostly lived in London uh, throughout his publishing years mm-hmm. or his writing years. Whatever. I actually didn't know that. Yeah. But I'm just agreeing. Yeah, he, he lived in and enjoyed the... Um, the wealth of a capitalist society the whole time he was writing about uh, the workers revolt. And Emily Dickinson said something poetic, if you can believe it. She said, I must go in on a note. The fog is rising. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, Henry Ward Beecher, who was a congressional clergyman, and a social reformer, and he's also like a speaker who's known for his support of, of the abolition of slavery. And, but he's also known for his 1975 adultery trial. But he's also known for his support of women's suffrage. He's also known for a lot of things. He's AKA a lot of shit. But his last words were pretty Wait. poetic too. AKF. Also not acknowledged from. Also known for. Also known for. Okay. I actually know that, but that makes sense. Um, his last words were, now comes the mystery. Now comes the mystery. I like that. I like that a lot. What wow. It's, yeah, it's pretty poetic. Yeah, it is. Um, Mark Twain. He died in April 21st, 1910. What do you know about that guy? Um, I think he wrote a couple of books. I think he, yeah, I heard he wrote a book. Didn't he have a bunch of cats down in uh, Key West? <laughs> nah, I'm joking. That was another <laughs> author. He said, "Give me my glasses." He was talking to his daughter Clara. Yeah, he'll need those. Yeah, Jack Daniels. He died on October 10th, 1911. And he said. <laughs> He said, ah, oh, my liver. <laughs> <laughs> no, he actually said, one last drink, please. Damn, he wasn't drunk enough. All he right. wasn't drunk enough. Fucking Jack Daniels, the whiskey man, for, like, till the very fucking end. <laughs> Vladimir Lenin died in January 21st, 1924. And his last reported words that I heard were, oh, no. And that's because his dog was bringing him a dead bird oh and then he died yeah hmm well i mean i guess that's the best thing i ever learned about lennon right he cared for birds to some extent (laughs) because like don't don't get me wrong i'm actually not anti-communist but i am definitely anti-soviet yeah and uh that guy's brand of communism was completely fucked completely fucked yeah, like uh, the the other day, um, Ollie, our cat, dropped a bird off in the house, and I was like, and em- Emily's like, oh, don't look, ducks. And I looked, and there's just like dead bird there, and I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> what kind I, of bird was it? It was just like, um, I don't know exactly. But Wait, was it, it like dark brown? No. Oh. I was, was thinking like, maybe it was a European starlight. Light brown was dark. 
with dark wings. Um, anyway, Amelia Earhart said on July 2nd, 1937, we are running online north and south. And that was her last transmission to her headquarters. Huh. Uh, it's powerful just because her like life and death is powerful. Right. But who knows how long after that transmission she actually expired. Yeah. And well, what if we knew, transpired we... during that time. Uh, and so like her last words may have been very, very different. Oh, absolutely. Her last known words. Yes. And obviously um, I should actually have mentioned that a lot of these are pro- probably apocryphal. Sure. Sure. Um, especially the older they are. Especially the older they are. Yeah. Uh, Mahatma Gandhi died on January 30th, 1938. And his last words were, oh, God, after being shot by an assassin. Huh. Yeah. Um, if I have like a small factoid about that guy, it's that maybe he's like kind of a pervert. Well, yeah. And he got treatment for himself while denying treatment for his wife for the same reason. Yeah. Yeah. He was, uh, he had some really weird ideas. Um, and also he was a super duper racist. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was totally down with, uh, basically he believed that black people were of a lower rank of human than, uh, he rather actually to be more specific, he believed that descendants from, uh, of, of, african uh of the african continent were yeah uh, that it was Lower. rightful that they were subjected oh um, well, yeah to yeah i know i heard about that it's because he was trying to distinguish the indian people from yeah yeah other basically he thought you know basically selfishly indians being aryan like, he believed that they should be treated uh, as equals to Europeans, but he didn't believe that that extended to other people. Yeah. He believed that there were lots of people like um, Native Americans um, or um, people. That's the whole thing about anyone from, from the African continent. From a different time, really. Like, even the best people that we look up to, like, probably had some fucked up ideas. Yeah, but like. Like even for I his time, say, that's even, pretty fucked yeah. up. Even for his time, other is, people regarded as progressive thinkers weren't thinking those things okay. at that time. Yeah. Anne Frank died on February or March of 1945. And her last like written words were, I still believe, in spite of everything, that people are still truly good at heart. Um, those are largely attributed as her last words, but nobody really knows where her last words were. But the last thing her friend and survivor of the camps, Erna Sonnenberg Menkel, who remembered her saying, Irma, I'm very sick. Oh. Yeah. I mean, that sounds more real than... Yeah. It, yeah, it sounds a lot more real. And it sounds a lot more human. Yeah. Um, like, I, I, I love the sentiment of that first quote, but we should remember that this was a little girl. And the reason Anne Frank's diaries are so powerful and still relevant is because of that, Yeah, that she was essentially powerless, um, to her circumstances. And she was a little fucking girl Yeah, that this was happening to. Um, I mean, I understand that she was actually a teenager, but when I say yeah. a little girl, I just mean that, 
the yeah. What yeah. else can you say? Fuck, dude. Fuck. Yeah, she's a she was a fucking kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you know what? I don't care if she was a teenager living your life like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I remember we had to read Anne Frank's diary when I was in middle school, and so and I still remember quite a bit of it pretty vividly. And I remember that she was she was a preteen when things started. Okay. So, um, I, I want to say she was 14, um, when she died, but I'm not hundred percent sure on that. Yeah. Uh, Joseph Stalin was in March 5th, 1953. He said, this might be apocryphal too. I'm finished. I don't even trust myself. Well, I mean, it's fitting to the character that we know of the man. Exactly. You know, that's why I he was kind of powerful. he was a fucking paranoid and a uh, sociopath. Mm. Albert Einstein died in 1955, and I've heard that his last words were like mutterings to a German to a nurse, not a German nurse. Right. That's what I would think I would do. Just like delusional mutterings. Yeah. Like oh, and then the she blankets speak together. German. She had no idea what he was saying. Oh, okay. Um, but before his death, he declined surgery, saying, I want to go when I want. It is, tasteful. it is tasteless to prolong life artificially. I have done my share. It is time to go. I will do it elegantly. Huh. I mean, yeah, yeah I, I understand where he's coming from in that respect. Because, like, I agree. Even to this especially day. Especially at that time. Yeah, especially at that time. But honestly, even to this day, um, I mean, what, the, death, the care you like... receive, the care you receive at the end of life to try to prolong life is honestly sometimes quite brutal, unnecessary, and kind of a tax burden. It is a tax burden, certainly. Um, I mean, it's also yeah. a burden on surviving family. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I've just heard quotes of of doctors saying like some of the things that we do to prolong life towards the end of life. Um, that sometimes maybe by weeks, maybe months, um, are arduous things yeah. to have happen to you and are things most of us wouldn't wish on our enemies, <laughs> yeah, let exactly. alone our loved ones, that's to extend why, their we- life by weeks or that's months. That's why I think it's kind of crazy that only like a few, I think we talked about like maybe six states, if you count Wyoming, allow... Um, Allow like killing people, assisted suicide, assisted suicide, right? Yeah, medically induced. Instead of euthanasia, yeah, nobody nobody allows euthanasia, but like yeah, only oh yeah, like where you take the consent away from the patient, yeah, yeah. Nor should that be allowed. I don't think that should be allowed either. Even if you determine that it's in the person's best interest, unless that consent has been given to you by that person. No, no, no. The difference between euthanasia and assisted suicide is euthanasia you administer the drug and with assisted suicide you give them the drug and they administer it i see i see okay yeah. so it, in this definition of euthanasia they're we're both still assuming consent ki- yeah they're both consent and they're both compassionate killings i see um but yeah like i think only six states allow it hmm. at least we're in one yeah john f kennedy died after Albert Einstein on 1963, on November 22nd. And, you know, he was driving that car. What? 
He was riding. Yeah. Fuck. He was, yeah, he was riding in it. Yeah, he was riding in the car. And uh, the first lady of Texas was with him in the car. Uh-huh. She said to him, you certainly can't say Dallas doesn't love you, Mr. President. To which he replied, no, you certainly can't. Yeah. God, that's kind of heavy. That one is, yeah. That one's really fucking heavy. It's not like, it's not quite ironic, but it is like borderline ironic and also borderline ominous. Yeah. Uh, It's just kind of unsettling, I guess. It's very unsettling. Kind of opens your eyes a little bit. Like, okay, yeah, it wasn't, Dallas does love him. (laughs) Like, that was true. Dallas did. But there was a guy in Dallas that definitely didn't. Didn't, yeah. Oh man! Uh, if I have a fact about if I have a fact John. about this guy that I want to say actually is really just about that too many people get their history of the JFK assassinations from the Oliver Stone movie JFK. Oh really? Which took a lot of artistic liberties with the facts, and so makes it appear um, more conspicuous that there was a conspiracy afoot. Oh really? Oh yeah. Yep. It's kind of crazy. It's one of the big reasons that, like, I'm not a huge fan of Oliver Stone because, like, I think when you tackle historical subjects as a movie maker, you should be a little bit more responsible than that. Because if you just come because up with absurdities, public, yeah, they and just the public might is going to buy it. into it because that's now the narrative they know yeah. for that historical event. I can agree with that. Yeah, like just you're talking a about bit of history. fucking responsibility, dude. Yeah, and it's not like it's hard. It's not. It's, it's not. not. Like it's, it's already a good story. It's already a fucking very good story. <laughs> Winston <laughs> Churchill on January 24th, 1965 said, I'm bored with it all. Mm, I can imagine. I mean, yeah. he'd seen a lot. Exactly. A hell of a lot. <laughs> he then slipped into a coma and died nine days later. Mm. He slipped himself into a coma. Yeah, he tucked He was him like, in. I don't even think I'm going to die for at least another week, he, he, but I'm just done, dude. He tucked himself, he tucked himself into a coma. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, tuck, tuck. Tuck, tuck. <laughs> uh, Abigail, uh, Abigail Folger uh, died maybe on August 8th or 9th. Is she related to the Folgers Coffee? She absolutely is. Okay. She was heiress to the Folger Coffee Company, and she was one of the victims of the Manson family's tape murders. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Okay. Six people died on those two days, including an unborn child, and she had already been stabbed a shit ton of times and reportedly said, you can stop now. I'm already dead. Whoa. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> like, and on the Wikipedia page. I feel like you'd have to be in an enormous amount of shock to have that kind of levity. Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, we talked about uh, how Phineas Gage, when after, after the spike had gone through his head, he said, Doctor, <laughs> here's some work for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. Like that. Yeah, like, you, if you go through that, like, because on the Wikipedia page, they only mentioned the murder weapons on that day being a twenty-two and a pocket knife. So, yeah, she wasn't being stabbed by, like, a fucking... Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's fucked up. Those murders just, yeah, man, they make your skin crawl. Seriously. 
Okay, so Elvis Presley. I d- okay. What do you know about that guy? Oh, what do I know about him? Yeah, yeah. I guess we'll go um, back He hated illicit drugs, and he loved pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he said on August 17th, 1977, I'm going to the bathroom to read. <laughs> you're not supposed to do that man you do your business and you get out <laughs> oh no groucho marx on august 19th 1977 said this is no way to live i've heard those ones before that has to be some of the fun the the sorry two kind of greatest one like fun, that has to be one humorous of, ones yeah that has to be one of the funniest ones i've ever yeah, heard this is no way to live um I had no idea he died in the 70s. In the 70s. Groucho Marx. Groucho fucking Marx. It's insane. That's what I was thinking Like when I was putting this list together. Like, yeah, some of these when, have surprised me, but that one through, really surprises me. Yeah. Uh, Joan Crawford died later that same year on May 10th, and she's dying from cancer, and two nurses came by her side who were praying. And she said... Damn it, don't you dare ask God to help me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah, I've heard that one too. I like that one. Then John Lennon died in 1980 on December 8th. He said, I'm shot, I'm shot. Oh, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Motherfuck, if that's how I died. That's probably what I would say. That's what I would say, absolutely. That's what I mean. Like, these people who are like... They're just fucking people. The people who are like, don't pray for me, or like... I don't know. This this is no way to live. I'm like, how? How? How is How do you these... have that like how do you have that consciousness like left for that kind of wit? And then like yeah. you died shortly after that. Did you just deliberately say nothing else because you <laughs> knew you were deteriorating? Like yeah. what is going on? <laughs> Bob Marley uh, reportedly said money can't buy life. Uh... You're wrong, Bob Marley. You just lived in the wrong century. (laughs) Richard Feynman, he said, I'd hate to die twice. It's so boring. Uh, (laughs) I fucking love that guy. Yeah, I imagine that would be for him because, like, he's not, he doesn't feel like he's learning anything. Yeah. And uh, I've said this before, maybe to you, but Richard Feynman like really makes me sad and Carl Sagan really make me sad for our era of science explainers. Yeah. Like I like Neil. I, I don't. I, th- I, I mean, I was just saying that. gratuitously. <laughs> I think, I, I think you like realize he, I'm pretty sure he's been accused of sexual assault from multiple people. <sighs> I actually forgot that, but fuck. So no, I don't like him as a person, and I don't even like the way he makes science applicable and no, he's super pedantic people. and pretentious, yeah. arrogant, like all of the negative qualities you associate with like scientific elite. Yeah, he is those. He embodies every single one of those negative qualities, uh, and so, so do his frustrating. fans. Yeah, to a degree, like a lot of them are just like very pretentious, and they think that because they parrot what he says, that makes them better than other people. No. No. What kind of scientist weighs in on Hollywood blockbusters to tell you all of the things that are wrong with them? Yeah. Fuck off. It's entertainment, not science. Exactly. And more than that, like, fucking Richard Feynman was actually fucking, like, developing nuclear bombs. 
Yeah, exactly. And Carl he was, Sagan, which isn't like. And Carl Sagan. I, I don't think was, he would have used that as an accolade in his corner. But Carl Sagan was like actually involved in NASA. And Carl like, Sagan helped put together the mission that is now the furthest man-made object away from Earth. Exactly. The only object to have exited so what the I'm heliopause. Is, what I'm saying is they're more, both more fun to listen to. They're both more studious and actually fucking know what they're talking about. And they're also more... They're more charismatic. Charismatic. They're more understanding. They're more... They're less. They're less into themselves. Yeah, they're not douches. They're not fucking. Is a chodes. simple way to put it. Yep. And Neil kind of is. Neil we, is. We, I think Bill. Bill Nye kind of is too. Like that guy's just a yeah. Boeing engineer, and he acts like he. I don't know, man. That that or, guy's so full of himself. Exactly. Dancing like, with the stars, dude. Fucking debating that creationist on live television. Yeah. What a stupid boneheaded fucking move. Yeah, I agree with all that. Like, I just really pine for the era when our really best scientists were on TV explaining it to the people really well. Like, we do have some good examples of science explainers, but they're all YouTubers. Yep. They're not really the people. Like, it, they're it like is, me. It's like if I was actually really the best. For if is I a was actually era. the best. Yeah. Because things have moved on in a sense, and I but don't if know I was, if we'll have those people again. If I. Exactly. I don't think ever. Like, I try to explain science, but if I was the science explainer, I would feel really bad about our generation. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, like, for real. Yeah, because you're not a scientist. I'm not a scientist. And thankfully, some of the people we have on YouTube, <coughs> Isaac are, Arthur, um, <laughs> uh, uh, are actually highly intelligent, highly e- educated individuals. Um. But Derek from Veritasium. Derek we, from Veritasium's great. He was an amazing science explainer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what what you're pining for is when there were people who were on the cutting edge of science who were also the charismatic persona um bringing that to the public, helping yeah. the public understand what is the cutting edge of science. And like and able to explain it to the people in a simplistic and a very entertaining way. And I think part of the difference is that we have more scientists now. And partly part of the difference is that people are just more educated in general. Like people like people like the YouTubers we're talking about wouldn't have had audiences back then. Part of the only reason these people were able to explain these things to the general public is because people already knew who they were. These were already names that people knew. Yep. Uh, So, yeah, Richard Feynman. We love him. Next one we got is Roald Dahl. He died on November 23rd, 1990. And the last thing he said was, ow, fuck. And, <laughs> but like right before that, he barely said, reassuring his family he wasn't afraid of death. He said, it's just that I will miss you all so much. But then right after he said that, nurse pricked him with a needle. And that's when he said his last words. Ow, fuck. <laughs> See, that's what I mean. Like, what's up with these other people who are just, like, keeping their mouths closed? Yeah. Or are they literally dying moments after they that's utter these last words? I think so many words? of these are probably apocryphal. Right? Because they're like, oh, no, 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 no. Let's make their last words those other words that they said an hour and a half ago. Yeah. 
Kurt Cobain, when he was closing out his suicide note, wrote, it is better to burn out than fade away. Yeah. And then... I mean... Okay. No? No. We would have all rather you been alive, Kurt. Yeah. I mean, you're just wrong. You're You're a human life, not just a single... Like, not an icon. You no. that might be true in a hypothetical sense for consumable icons, <laughs> but like as a human being, your life meant no. so much more than your music. Yeah, it's be- yeah, it's just better. So to be you could have just outlived it and been just fucking fine. It's just better. You could have be ended your music career instead of your life. Yeah, it's just better to be fine. Yeah, it's, it's better just to just be alive. Alive. When There's it, always hope for something different when you're alive. Once you're dead, you're dead. Whatever you believe comes after that is permanent. Yeah, I just like thinking. It doesn't even matter if they're bad thoughts. I'd rather <laughs> think those ones. Right? At least you're doing something. At least you're a thing. Yeah. Uh, Leonard Nimoy, who died on February 27th, 2015, in his final tweet, he wrote, a life is like a garden. Perfect moments can be held but not preserved, except in memory. LLAP. Hmm. Which is live long and prosper. Right, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy that to me that like Leonard Nimoy is known one of his last his last words are known through a tweet. Right? That's fucking that's just Well that's it, it that's just why like I boggles to me the the pace of change sometimes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, exactly. And all of those are the ones I have on actual last words that are, I have a few more epitaphs or just rather two, and then some fictional last words. But yeah, like, that's what I mean. Like sometimes the last things people say are actually really poignant in mm-hmm. ways that you wouldn't expect. Like Leonard Nimoy tweeting, uh, LLAP. Right. You know, like sometimes you actually can just like own your life, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I know exactly what you mean. Like, yeah. He, uh, he was good at that. I feel like he understood what he meant to the public mm-hmm. and what he meant, um, to a, a whole generation. And, uh, instead of like resenting it, like some people came to do in that position, he owned it and he used it to actually kind of make the world a little bit of a better place. Yeah, exactly. I hope, I don't know. I guess I kind of hope that in my life I make the world a better place. We can only hope that we're even a fraction as awesome as Leonard Nimoy. Oh no, I wasn't hoping for a fraction. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So here's a few good epitaphs I found. For Johannes Kepler, on his grave, it said, I used to measure the skies. Now I measure the shadow of the earth. Although my mind was skybound, the shadow of my body lies here. Huh. Okay, That's I like pretty that. pretty fucking good. Yeah, I like that. Because his gravestone is measuring the, sh- the shadow of the sun on the earth. That's cool. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I didn't even pick up on that. I was just thinking about, like, the the symbolic meaning of like it, it, it we always strive for um like Infinity. you're not we always like, but often there are people in every generation who strive for 
that yeah, then infinity, the knowledge, the the mm. what lies beyond the mystery. But then I it's it's heartwarming that thought that like no matter what else, um, this is your home. This yep. is where you're from. This is where you began mm. and ended. And when you're and dead, everything in between happened here. And when you're dead, the shadow or like what you did in your life, like all of it is just literally in that body that's underneath the ground right there. And a part of the earth. And a part of the earth. Yeah. I really like that one. So here's another good one I found from Alexander the Great on his tomb. It says, a tomb now suffices him for whom the world was not enough. Huh. That's pretty good. That was pretty good. Did they ever find his real tomb? Oh, not as far as I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't even know. That's what I don't. Even but know. I mean, a lot of yeah, history's messy. That's what I love about it. Actually, yeah. is that it's not clean. Yeah, let's talk about some fictional last words to end it. Okay. All right. So Gandalf the Gray. You remember what he said last? Gandalf the Gray. Yes, he said, "Fly, you fools." That's right. Because he died and became Gandalf the White. Yep. <laughs> A totes different Gandalf. A, a totally different Gandalf. Darth Vader. Remember what he said? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was like, um, get out of here. The Death Star is about to explode. And then he said, you were right. You were right about me. Tell your sister you were right. Fuck yeah, dude. Of course he did. I feel <laughs> right? bad for not remembering that, but yeah. Tywin Lannister. You remember what Tywin Lannister Oh, God. No, I when don't. Tyrion shot him? I don't remember now. He said, you shot me. You were no son of mine. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a thing he always believed. Yeah, yeah. He was. All, yeah, he always believed he was a Targaryen. Remember what Egret said at her end? Egret? Yeah. Egret who? Egret in fucking Game of Thrones. Jon Snow's... Lower. Oh, all right. Yeah, no. All right. No, I don't. Said, you know nothing, Jon Snow. That's when she said that when she <laughs> died, too? She said that when Jesus she died, Jesus fucking too. Christ. Was that her only line in that show? <laughs> right. All right. You remember Hodor? <laughs> all right. There's a lot ahead. of Game of Thrones ones in here. I just like Game The show's Thrones. over, dude. All right. Yeah. Hold oh. the door. Hodor. He said something along those lines. Hold the door, Hodor. Yep. How about, all right, this one will catch you off guard. Wait. Uh, Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) Oh, shit. I'm not waiting anymore. How about, it's not my fault. (laughs) You remember Switch from The Matrix? That was from Matrix 1. The Matrix 1. Switch was the... Yeah, Jonathan remembers. Switch was the blonde woman? <laughs> no. Switch. Switch was the guy who fucking betrayed him. That's the guy who betrayed him? Switch? That was his name? <laughs> Shit. Oh, um... What does he say? I remember. Now oh! That, now that you mention it, I think I'm talking about the blonde woman, though. Because she says, not like this. Not yeah, like that's this. fucking... Blonde woman! <laughs> God fucking damn it! But you didn't remember who Switch was. I said, is that the blonde woman? She wasn't like a main fucking character. But I said no, because we She's were talking about crew. Switch at that time. 
We weren't talking about the person who's going to have the quote. Oh, so Switch is the guy who who betrays them, <laughs> but you gave a quote for the blonde woman I was talking about. <laughs> yeah. God damn it, dude. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. Moving anyway. on. <laughs> uh, fucking uh, Matrix. Did you have fun? I did, yeah. I remember, if I remember correctly, we did this so much better. I feel so much better about this episode than the first time we did it. Yeah, I just like too. what we're doing now better. <laughs> I don't know if that picked up on the mics. Eh, who cares? Um, but uh, yeah, I like yeah, I like what we're doing better. We, I we like got what better we're doing better. We're just even riffing. the people I kind of worship. Um, when I go back and like look at their older stuff, um, I notice that yeah. the quality was a lot. Yeah, uh, than I was talking to Jonathan days. today about um, Al Franken on Conan. And how Al Franken was on, like, the first season, and Conan was, like, early. I mean, we'll not talk about Al Franken or, like, whatever. Um, <laughs> just because I don't want to get political. But, like, they were talking about, like, early SNL. They're like, it's not the same. Like, you can't start a project and anticipate it to be the same. Like, forever. Oh, you know? certainly. Certainly no. So, anyway. And also, I looked at the notes for the original last words and i was like those are bad and every time i look at like some of those old notes i'm like those are bad <laughs> um but yeah you got any other last words you want to talk about fuck al franken <laughs> yeah uh, i'm just saying regardless of anything else uh the photos that were taken like that's just it That's, wasn't yeah, acceptable really was at the time or like, like in any or context. Or was that going to be funny? Yeah, to, to do that to somebody who's asleep. Like, it's yeah. just not. Wow. Yeah, fuck you, dude. Yeah, fuck you. Like, no, not like go die, but like you deserve to be kicked out of politics and out of the public sphere. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm fine with you not being. Nope. In You're politics done, dude. Anymore. Yeah, it's fine. You still get to go talk to Conan. You're fine. But anyway, you want to talk about anything else about last words? You got anything else going on? No. I was trying to think of some fictional ones that popped up to me, but no. Yeah, no. I can't. Anyway, I can't think of any either. Oh, oh, oh. The last words that Emperor Palpatine spoke before Count Dooku died. I'm glad you did have another. Was, uh, kill him. Kill him. Or was it do it? No, it was do it. Yeah, it was do it. Do it. The Nike thing. Do it. Do oh, it. Oh, shit. I'm so glad you said do, do it. it. Because uh, do it was actually, like, Nike's just do it uh-huh. was actually amended from a murderer who got killed by a firing squad in Portland in the 70s. And somebody from Nike who was in charge of their, like, PR was they were looking for a slogan and Phil Knight wasn't about like TV ads and shit like that. And this guy amended this murderous statement who was murdering in Portland. And his statement was just fucking do it. Uh, no, no, <laughs> let's do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> So yeah, like the Nike, the Nike swoosh is based is not ba- the swoosh. No, the not the, swoosh. Ni- the Nike like, slogan. Basically, the Nike slogan, yeah, is based, is based on, based a murderer's, on a murderer's last, last words. words. Damn, that's yeah. a good place to fucking end it. <laughs> so yeah, that is it for this episode. 
Dexplanations is recorded at Rabbit Studios in Eugene, Oregon. It's produced, edited, and provided them sweet licks by Jonathan Cunningham. Art, logo, and social media by Monet Moran. My trusty co-host, as always, is David Girondel. I want to thank all of our Patreons on Patreon. Alexis, Amanda, Ben, Betty, Kevin, Derek, Emily, Hannah, Linda, Nick, Susan, Tanner, Tori, and Trevor. And our only tattoo patron ever is Brittany. Thanks, y'all. We really, really appreciate it, and your support really helps the show. If you, too, want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash dexplanations. Tell a friend to listen to your favorite episode or leave a review on iTunes. All these things help out a lot because we're really trying to get more exposure for the show, like really bad. But yeah, we really appreciate it. But because we likely got a bunch of things wrong, if you want to tell us about it or just want to bullshit, hit us up at dexplanationspodcast at gmail.com. Tweet me at dexplanations or comment on the Instagram. I'll bring it up in a later episode or do a new episode about it. Oh, and as for you, you got a nice butt. Don't lie, you know it. Bye now.